Welcome to another Inner Fight podcast. Here you'll learn the tools to get the most out of life, everything from motivation to nutrition. A few questions answered as well. Let's get stuck into it. This is number 76, Marcus. Hello. Good afternoon. And how are we doing? We're, crack- we're cracking through this. Between the weekly radio show that I do with James and these great chats that we have fortnightly, bi-weekly, are we allowed to say bi-weekly? Bi-weekly, I like that. It sounds very technical and sort of Silicon Valley. Yeah. <laughs> I always think bi-weekly is twice a week, but everyone tells me it's uh, every second week. But that's... I'm not really one to argue for the uh, for the English language. So <laughs> we'll go with that. Yeah, we'll go. But yeah, we are we're racking them up already up to seventy six. Seventy five was a lot of fun. We did uh, did that show the other day with Doctor James, who always comes up with some very interesting comments, questions, topics. He's, yeah. He says, and and this is this is what's funny, and I'm not sure how true it is. He says the questions that he gets are the ones that we get from listeners. I believe he makes some of them up. But really? <laughs> yeah. Like this is Candace and she's 25. Or <laughs> yeah, exactly. So I I think he's I hope he's not listening. Um if he is, I I, I do think you make them up, James. But not to not to worry. So we we're, we're ripping through. We're still answering questions. We're answering questions on winningatinafight.com if you do have any questions. We've got quite a few to rip through today and please please keep them coming or as some people have done, if you want to push them through our social media, you're more than welcome to do that. Awesome. Uh, let's kick off with a few news updates yep. then. Um, apparel. What's happening with Innerfight Apparel coming well, into winter? Well, you wouldn't believe it because we're still sat in the desert and it's damn hot outside. That's right. Highs of 38 <laughs> currently. Yeah. As we know, you know all about the weather. <laughs> now, we have, uh, we've just got into stock a few pieces of winter apparel. We're launching hoodies this winter. We did long sleeve tops last year and everyone loved them, but they said this year they want hoodies. So these are all going to be on the shop, uh, innerfight.com slash store awesome. within the next week or so. Hoodies, they are both genders, multisexual, bisexual, trisexual, they're mixed, um, one size fit, no, unisex? one size, one, unisex, yeah. that's what I'm looking for, <laughs> one size doesn't fit all though, these things are unisex, they're a charcoal grey, so they're not too aggressive for the ladies, we nearly went for black, but the advisor, my wife, yeah. told me that grey was a lot more suitable, so charcoal grey hoodies from size extra small to size extra large. So uh, is that also for our junior members of the... Junior members as well. Okay. And actually, these junior members, I, I, they must work some really good jobs because they're always buying stuff from us. <laughs> really? So, yeah, it's great. It's, it, it's actually really cool to see all the kids uh, decked out and, and looking great. On top of hoodies, because it's going to be so cold, th- this is actually from a request from the guys in Europe, especially some, some of our followers from the UK okay. asked for beanies this year. Oh. So we've gone, we've gone and we've got beanies, and these are actually really funky. I like a beanie, but obviously in Dubai... From time to time, it gets a little bit warm for them. Yep. But we've got beanies. They're also going to be up on, on the shop, hopefully within the within the next week. If not, just drop us an email at winninginafight.com and you can order all of your apparel from us directly. We'll give you a quote straight back online and then you can pay through our PayPal account if you're overseas and we'll get it delivered to you. If you're in Dubai, just let us know Easy. and we will get it delivered to you. So, yeah, some nice, nice pieces of winter apparel coming through. And, and of course, we've got all our mainline stuff as well. Tanks for guys, tanks for girls, T-shirts for guys, for girls, shorts for the guys, loads of different options. And, and water bottles as well. And 
That was what I was going to say. <laughs> and our water bottles. These water bottles are actually really cool. When, when we were looking at doing them, we knew we needed water bottles. And we went through a lot of different samples, actually. We went for, for a cheaper one and then middle of the line. We actually chose, and I'm sorry, guys, but we chose the most expensive one. Why? Because of the quality. The quality on these Nathan water bottles is absolutely brilliant. Really, really robust. Uh, Okay, someone put a barbell through mine the other day and it's got a big dinging. Really? It. Yeah. <laughs> but it's okay. It's still alive. Yeah. The They stay actually really fresh. They do need washing out, but you don't get that smell. Even if you put different liquids in it, you don't get that smell that you often get in plastic. Great. They're fully safe, environmentally friendly. Your water's not going to kill you, despite the fact that you get it out of a plastic bottle that's got loads of bacteria in it. But still, once you get it in our <laughs> bottle. And the coolest thing, obviously, about the uh, the water bottles that we've got is we will put your initials on them for no extra charge. I've it's seen all, this in uh, the class. Uh, yeah. yeah. It's very cool. So everyone's... The, the problem was that we you know if we hadn't done that that no one in the class would know whose is whose so but it's now something we've rolled out internationally as well we've had a few orders from around the world from europe on these water bottles and we're uh, we're doing it it's no extra charge all the price that you see on the site is the price for the bottle including your initials it's limited to two initials so please don't ask us for your whole name wrapped around the bottle because <laughs> the reason being is that it just doesn't look good no so no, we're, definitely gonna, not. We're, we're using your initials so you can get that done all of that over on the site or email us winning in a fight.com perfect now something that we talked about in the podcast before last yeah was the emirati ladies class that's kicked off yeah. it's now been underway for around about a month a month yeah and and this is really cool that's why we wanted to keep it here in, in the news updates we started a class by popular demand for female local female emirati ladies for the people that listen overseas generally this population hasn't been within a gym a lot due to a multitude of reasons what we we got asked to do a class for them we started doing a class for them it's a very private class it's in a private studio no one can see in it's a female instructor that's teaching it and so far it's it's amazing they come out they love it they kindly write all about us on social media which is wonderful which is, which is great and what we're actually what we're seeing now is we're seeing a lot more Emirati females contacting us and we've got a solution so it's it's very cool some of them are, are advanced, some of them are very basic, just like we have it in all of our classes, but it, it's going really well. So that's something that we're, we're going to continue to build on as well. Perfect. So uh, just to recap what we spoke about um, uh, in the podcast before last, it is a class that is culturally sensitive for yeah. the needs of Emirati females, but they do do pretty much everything that we do yeah. in the normal yeah. open uh, yeah, in the fight classes. Absolutely. It's, it's, it's the same stuff. As I said, some of them unfortunately due to the the issues that they've had and and maybe not been involved in sports so much they're maybe at a, a an earlier starting point so things have been a little bit slow but we're actually getting in some girls that can move really well yeah I, i've been told from the coaches because obviously mm-hmm. i don't go in there either um but they're they're doing great and they're really enjoying it as Fantastic. well so, yeah it's it's really cool oh that's awesome and one more thing that i wanted to ask you about uh you've been traveling quite a bit recently <laughs> do you want to sort of bring us up to speed on on what you've been yeah, doing yeah uh the thing about the fitness industry that i find is there's constantly new research available we spend a lot of time studying online there's a million and one different youtube videos from someone pretending to do a squat properly to someone actually doing a squat properly instagram uh, yeah, yeah there's all of this stuff available now i think it's really important in the industry that you attend as many courses as you can to 
get different ideas. Some of them are terrible, some of them are really good. I've been lucky enough in the last few weeks to attend one course in the UK and more recently a course in Italy, which actually fits in well with with a question we got later. But I attended a, a primal movement course. In what what is this? Because <laughs> it sounds a little bit like uh, tumble tots, yeah, roly poly sort and, of stuff. And you're absolutely right. It is so. In a nutshell, what these guys have identified. And what's absolutely true is that as we've grown up as adults, we've lost the ability to move as we could move as children. We are not able to get in the positions that we were able to get in before. And as a result of that, and as a result of our lifestyle, really, we sit in an office for eight to 10 hours a day. Some people a lot more, some people a little bit less. We're unable to move. So we're in a bad position all the time. I remember you mentioning quite a few podcasts ago about how babies naturally squat perfectly. Yeah, exactly. And this this is exactly what it is, to be honest. So there's a whole series of exercises within Primal Move called Baby Series. And it's, wow. it's literally, if you think about the movements that kids make often, they know how to roll forwards, they know how to roll over. If you ask an adult to do that, they do it terribly. And what it's doing actually is forcing them into a bad situation. And it's giving us these these situations that we've got. It's giving us bad back. It's giving us tightness everywhere. It's giving us bad limbs. On top of the fact that a lot of people, a lot of the population, unfortunately, globally, are carrying a lot of weight that's not designed to be put through those limbs. Mm-hmm. So what, what Primal Move does is, is it looks at a way to get people moving better. You can do it with children. You can do it with people that aren't children you can do it with elderly mm-hmm. so you know ch- children a child finishes being a child by 18 and we consider them elderly 55 to 60 okay uh, generally I mean there, there, there's some general brackets so there's an application for everyone there's an application for an 80 year old woman or man who's n- unable to move in certain ways what it's doing is it's a lot of time, and this is where the primal comes from, and, and people think maybe about animals as well. It's using a lot of animal movements as well. So the, there's the crocodile, there's the gorilla, there's the frog, there's the okay. bear, there's it the duck. Does, it does sort of come into play with it with sort of just a yeah. natural instinctive mo- Na- movements? Exactly, exactly. And if, if you think about the connection of your hands and feet on the floor as well, mm-hmm. Uh, what we see from animals and and what we're particularly bad at doing with humans. These are, if you think about a child crawling, they'll generally move their right arm and left leg at the same time. That motor connection that they have, and then they'll move their left arm and their right leg. So it's diagonals. That motor connection actually stops working. And it's it's hilarious. I mean, we've been working on this stuff for quite a while. um, And what what we see is in adults, they completely forget how this works. If I yeah. ask them to move their right hand and left leg at the same time, it's carnage. You've we, got to think about it quite a bit, gotta, don't you? Yeah, yeah, you've got to think about it a lot. And what they get is is we unlearn this stuff. So we're taught it, we or we learn it. it it's You don't really teach a baby how to crawl. They just kind of start crawling. Mm. So they, they teach themselves and we, we help them along the way. And when we're teaching children how to walk, we tell them to put one foot in front of the other. So there, there's a little bit of teaching, but... It's really their their natural instinct as well. So they start to do this. Later in life, they unlearn it because we stop using it. We don't crawl around anymore. We don't roll around anymore. But if we think about it within a physical environment and the ability to to be able to continue to do that, we talk a lot about people's tight shoulders, about people's tight hips. Mm. That's because we're sat down all the time. We're not moving. So what primal primal movement's doing is, is promoting movement within people. 
it's it's amazing. The course was amazing. The course was absolutely amazing. As I said, I've been studying it now and, and researching it for about six months because because of shortcomings that I had in in my movement and my ability as well. I knew that I had to fix stuff. Otherwise, I'd be 45 and unable to move properly. And I, I want to be able to move freely for a long time. So is primal movement part of sort of a rehabilitation approach, Good if that question. makes sense? Or is this sort of something that you would incorporate in with something like CrossFit? Great question. And the answer is both. If if someone, the, the levels change a lot. The, if someone is has had an operation mm-hmm. at rehab side you would move with them in a certain way there's certain things that aren't going to be certain muscle groups that aren't going to be working aren't going to be firing you'd concentrate a little bit more on that if someone has an issue within within crossfit for example someone can't get the front rack position there's movements for that well, look at the front rack position and look at a bridge or crab as people would call it what, mm. what we again think back to school when you did gymnastics very easy position to get into Mm -hmm. kids just jump straight up into it and their their hips are flying up into the air and their arms are all locked out ask a group of adults to do it carnage just Mm -hmm. doesn't happen i've been a victim of it myself so but that position in crossfit is a front is a front squat position is a rack position for a front squat so Mm -hmm. it's applicable on on so many different levels and and this is really the work that i've been doing over the last six months is studying about how we can use it best for a bigger audience and what we're getting to now is that actually because part of the primal movement is is a functional movement screen so within the early movements within a class we will screen exactly how your body's moving unbeknown to the client that you're screening apart from i've just told everyone now but this is yeah this this changes things in the next student fight class it does certainly but I, i often point it out to people because i don't want people to think that i'm checking on them and not knowing and so what we what but what we can see is we can see how people are moving within the function within a movement screen that is part of primal move okay so immediately you can see the shortcomings within five minutes i can figure out what's wrong with someone without putting them through a big load of tests and and for me as well making them feel insecure about the movement that they've got this this is one of the biggest things as well you know people people generally they first time in the gym for a long time or not used to a movement they can feel not really confident not really comfortable and so what's that going to end up doing it's going to end up putting them off coming Mm. If people are put off coming, then we, we haven't done our job properly. We've got a responsibility as people in the industry to get people moving and to have have people that are healthier and, and, and winning in life, really, through better movement and, and through our training. If we bring people in and we expose them immediately and they don't feel great, well, we failed already. So yeah. what the what the primal movement uh, screen does, and which is, the, as I said, it's the first part of, of most of the things, you've actually done it within the class and not no, noticed it. Is this? So, I know that we've been doing a few bits and pieces with warm-ups, with yeah. um, squatting and and holding a crab position, mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. And, and walking around and things like that. Yeah. And uh, there's a few moves within that okay. that actually can tell us a lot about how you move and a lot of your strengths and also your weaknesses. Do you find that women are predisposed? Is there as much of a difference in genders or generally guys that have worked out a lot? badly mm-hmm. or like I was the rugby players worked out badly are in terrible condition interesting so they their their hips are real tight their flexibility is real poor they they're in the worst condition that's actually one thing that I found out if I can butt in there yeah I led you into that <laughs> okay. one quite nicely yeah. after after I got the message about it the other day Go I was on. I was very grateful you may may have seen this on Twitter I tweeted to Marcus <laughs> that I was at brunch 
not with Stephen Larkham. He was there sort of holding his feet. But I'll say, yes, I was with Stephen Larkham, who was an ex-Wallaby. Of course um, you were. Been, been an all-black supporter. I put our differences aside for the sake of <laughs> talking to a rugby legend. <laughs> but um, one thing that he brought up was the, the lack of support and sort of insight on different training techniques and the focus on functional movement, which he would have benefited from yeah. when he was in the Wallabies. He, uh, you know, sort of was renowned for being out um, with various injuries, his shoulders, and yep. his knees and things like that and obviously his leg when he did that infamous drop goal but yep. um, <laughs> but the thing is uh, he specifically said that functional movement would have benefited him so much and it's something yeah. that he instills now in the players that he coaches yep. so it's so interesting to hear somebody like that who yep. played professionally yeah. and so wish that he had had that guidance that and that insight yeah. like like you've been yeah. sharing with us now and it's that's it you know that so when you say is it applicable who's it most applicable to it's, it's everyone like and we often jump the gun on this we often say we we want to get someone stronger we want to put someone on a strength program and that's really cool like people should be getting stronger people should be picking up heavy things walking around them doing all of that stuff but they should be doing it when they're ready to do it Mm -hmm. they should be doing it when their body moves properly they should not be allowed to do it when their body's not moving properly and this again motivation incentives for clients is it, it's a real fine line because people say oh, i want to go on a gym program it's a lack of education yeah. it's like when we speak about about people eating badly like honestly i i'll give people the benefit of that 50 percent of people have no clue how to eat properly and there's no education out there because marketing sucks it all out basically mm-hmm. now we, we spoke about that before movement's very similar as well people don't realize how they should move. And the longer that you're unable to move efficiently or you can't squat down without pain leads to people believing that that's normal. A good friend of mine always says, it's one of his favorite uh, quotes or taglines, what you tolerate, you accept. If you can tolerate it for 10 years, you accept it as normal. And I speak to people all the time. I've got a bad shoulder. How long has it been bad for? Mm, Five years. Wow. I'm guilty of that. Yeah, I'm true or false, though, <laughs> yeah, right? But yeah. This is my point. Why should we be living in discomfort? Are you like? It doesn't matter if you people say, "Oh, you get hit by a bus tomorrow." Yeah, you might do, but at least you get hit by a bus moving freely. Yeah. You don't get hit by a bus <laughs> with a bad shoulder. Like, but if you don't get hit by that bus tomorrow, if it's in five years, ten years, or you, you you live your time out and die peacefully in your nursing home at ninety-nine, we'll make it to a hundred. Yeah. At least you've lived a life of no discomfort you're pain free all the way through your body's being able to move yeah so that's why this audience for this stuff is so huge and that that's what we're going to be doing within within dubai and, and we're going to take it further afield as well with, within our seminars and lectures over the next 12 to 18 months and beyond is just trying to educate people and encourage people to move more freely perfect so uh for those that can't attend an inner fight class perhaps within dubai are there any resources that you can offer to find yeah, out a little bit more there, about this there are there, there's heaps of resources this stuff is done by a brand called primal movement you can go on their site primalmovement.com i also wrote a blog post on it when we came back um, under the title of freeing your inner movement so you can check that out i'll put a link to that in the show notes mm-hmm. as well the, there is a lot of stuff it's quite this stuff is quite new it's some people might might turn around and be sinister and say oh it's because it's on trend but it makes so much sense so if they say that then good good luck to them yeah. there the point is that there's a lot of stuff out there that's that's maybe not really fine-tuned ido portal does a lot of this stuff he's he's a movement 
goes under the sort of his tagline of movement specialist stroke guru yeah and he he has a lot of information out there so again there's a lot of stuff on youtube go to primal movement website they're kind of they're kind of interesting because they found it and they've put together a program and and they don't share too much about it okay there's a few there's a few uh, movies out there they've got a whole library of movies that because we've attended the course and we're becoming instructors of it they they share that with us to develop but generally a lot of it's hidden you know during the course you're not allowed to use cameras you're not allowed to use you're not allowed to video oh, stuff. Okay, so okay. they're very very strict like, which is great you know they, they've spent a lot of time to put together a great program so there is quite a bit of stuff out there if you want to get involved in it though and and you do live locally or, or even if you want to speak to us about it just drop us a mail at winninginafight.com we'd be more than happy we're going to put together a whole online coaching program for this as well fantastic so, okay with with instructional videos so you'll be able to we'll give you the instructional videos you'll be able to download them you'll be able to follow us as, as though it's actually happening yeah a lot of this is mirror and matching the coach so you'd have an instructor in the room in this case if you're overseas you'd watch us on on through a video mm-hmm. and you'd get access to it like that so we're in the process of putting together a whole program like that which is quite exciting as well fantastic a lot of stuff happening then on innerfight.com yeah. and in the classes as That's well the news updates there we go Get in touch right now on social media. Hit us up on Instagram at InnerFight, Twitter at InnerFight, Facebook.com forward slash InnerFight and YouTube.com forward slash InnerFight. Let's hit up our, well, my favorite little segment, which I came up with, so I'm going to call it yeah. the best part of the, the podcast, possibly. The best part of the podcast. <laughs> it's our top five, and today we're talking about avocados. Yeah, this, this I'm actually recycling. I, I can't claim this to be my own article. This is... Um, this is actually an article by a, a, a lady called Liz Applegate. She writes or, or wrote for Runner's World, and this article was in Runner's World, and we, we've posted it uh, up on NFI.com. We obviously credit her because we think it's really interesting. Five reasons to eat an avocado. If you haven't had, we're not going to go into it in, in, in a huge amount of detail because it's over there on the site, NFI.com. You can, and I'll put a link to this in the show notes as well, but... What I like about this article, and, and listen, we all love avocados, hmm. the opening, the title of it is The Rock Star of Fruit and Vegetables. Is it a fruit or is it a vegetable? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> right? It's tomato, isn't it? Same thing. Yeah. So it's known as the health powerhouse. Why? 20 key nutrients, vitamin B, vitamin E, uh, brain-boosting things. It is loaded with healthy stuff. The second reason, it actually protects your heart. Ah. It's got, uh, it, it helps lower levels of artery clogging LDL, which yeah. is basically what people know as, as bad cholesterols, and increases levels of HDL, which people know as good cholesterols. Okay. So when we, when we look at cholesterol and in the heart, this fruit or vegetable is absolutely paramount to to. Our success. So that's the healthy fat sort of side of yeah, it coming in? Yeah, exactly, okay. exactly. Um, we also have, and, and this is interesting, I'm going to read this directly from our article, it's known as a waist trimmer. Researchers have found that those who routinely eat avocados have a smaller waist size and lower body mass index than abstainers. Would that um, be because it sort of it's got healthy fats and it keeps you feeling fuller because you're nutritionally full and not uh, craving things? Or it's to, to be honest with you, and I'll, I'll be completely frank. This is my work. This is not any of our team's work. This is a great article that we've we've brought out. Uh, 
Let's read it again. Researchers have found that those who routinely avocados have a smaller waist size. Researchers have found that those who routinely... So they've done some research on people that eat them routinely and they found those things. Now, avocados generally, for me, is generally associated with people that are fit and healthy. I, I don't see a lot of people... Uh, and this, this might be a generalization. So my point here is, who have they actually tested? I can see your point. Like if you go to, say, um, a fast food joint, having a side or an, a, a little portion of avocado is not quite a common feature. Doesn't happen, so. does no, it? It's no, no. You know, side of fries, side of avocado. So, you, <laughs> you know. So anyway, that's that's a third reason. It reduces inflammation, inflammation fighter, inflammation related to uh, stuff like a, a, a burger, something that's really fatty topped. Um, you instead have avocado on it as well which is a lot um it, it's a, listen it's a lot better than having a massive dollop of cheese for you yeah, yeah. Or, or mayo or something or, yeah or, or, or mayo um and the last thing that, that that she speaks about is a nutrient booster so all the nutrients in it add them into your diet it's stuff that you're not having or you haven't been having or you're not getting anywhere else so you know and she she says Studies show that av- uh, adding avocado to salad, spreading it on, this is what I hate, whole grain bread, and using guacamole as a dip help the absorption of beneficial compounds. <laughs> All yeah. right, we'll finish I, it off I, with... <laughs> I, I lost it there on the whole grain bread. But that's a, it's, it's an interesting article. Listen, avocado is great. It's a great source of fat, as you've pointed out a few times. And why not have... Why not have it in your diet? It's doing good things. You know, the first three points in there, are, or the first two points are, are really interesting. 20 key nutrients. It's a heart protector. It, it helps with your LDL and, and, and your HDL. So why not get involved in it? I'll put a link to that. Five Reasons the Avocado. It's over on the site. So you guys can check that out. Been training too hard and ripped your shorts? Or maybe you just want to show off your guns? Try out some Inner Fight apparel. Check it out now, innerfight.com. Let's hit up some questions, shall we? Let's jump into it. We've got a few good ones as well, which is cool. And and anyone who sends one in, we will try and and get to them. We've got four or five to get into this week. Anyone who wants to send us a question, one of them is a very interesting one. It's very short. It's only about six words. So it doesn't, the point is, it doesn't matter how long, short, or uh, smart, or complex it is, send them in winning in a fight.com and we'll answer them. And say hello, Anna and Marcus. <laughs> There's a question coming up. Which, you can what? ask that one first because you really like it. Oh, oh should, we? should we? Oh. Yeah, come on, let's jump Paul into Paul Jones. It. I don't know who you are, but I think you're fantastic already. <laughs> <laughs> He's um, written in to say, quick question for Anna and yourself. I am all ears, Paul. Yeah. Olympic weightlifting shoes, worth the investment, question mark. I want to improve my one rep max on the deadlift. I saw recently you smashed more than 250 kgs. Impressive, Marcus without doing deadlifts for some time. Are squats, squats, and squats the answer? Another quick question. Any training advice about getting out of the hole at the bottom of a heavy squat? This is like six questions in one, and that's why I really liked it. Mm. Um, Olympic weightlifting shoes, worth the investment or not? Generally, Olympic weightlifting shoes, what they're doing is they're giving you an extra inch at the top, which is limiting range of motion. It's making your calf a little bit shorter. Inch, uh, in terms of uh, at the base of at, your foot? At the base of the foot. So okay. on the heel, it's raising the heel up. What that does, and you don't need Olympic weightlifting shoes to do this. You could put uh, two little bits of chocks of wood or weight plates Martin under them. Martin from Innerfight has been doing this, yes. He's been doing this, and I get angry when he does it. Uh, let's move. 
weightlifting shoes are pushing that heel up. It's reducing the range of motion slightly in that it's reducing the length of your calf. Oh. What I believe people should be able to do now, weightlifting shoes were, were brought, I don't know the real history of it, but they will boost performance at the top level. If ultimate performance is your goal, great, use them, they're awesome. However, if you cannot move properly, and this is going back to what we spoke about in the news updates with uh, primal movement. If you cannot move properly, what we're able to do with Olympic weightlifting shoes is put them under, correct that movement, and then put more weight on you. So is that a good thing or a bad thing? For me, it's not that good. Okay, I see but where you're coming I, from. I, yeah. I don't like it. Mm. I don't like it. If performance is your thing, do I have Olympic weightlifting shoes? Yes. Why? Because they help me perform at a higher level when I compete in CrossFit. That's why I have them. Okay. I, I squatted today. I squatted every minute on the minute, uh, 12 back squats, 120 kilos, nothing too crazy, but nothing too light. I just used my normal flat Innovate training shoes. Okay. I never really use them for squats. I use them when I, when I compete or I use them when I want to want to set a PR, so to enhance performance. So are they worth the investment? It's difficult to say without seeing someone's squat. If you speak to an Olympic weightlifting coach, they'll say you've definitely got to have them. If you look at an Olympic weightlifter, they move pretty well generally. Okay. So it's kind of, you know, my squat's not really working properly. This is going to help me. Yeah, of course it is. It's going to help you. But actually, it's what would help you more is spending more time looking where the problem is, opening up your hips, et cetera, et cetera. So right. okay. it's kind of, it's, it's split. And there's going to be a million and one different opinions on that. That's my own personal opinion. I ended up, as you pointed out two podcasts ago, buying my, what did you call them? Quote, gay <laughs> crossfit shoes. Yeah, there are those homo Reebok crossfit yeah. shoes. Yeah, I quite like them because they're pink. Uh, yeah, exactly. If they're yeah. pink, you probably wouldn't have bought them, but still. Yeah, but. exactly. Um, but I have found that using those versus, say, what was I using before, like runners, Yeah, yeah. Um, give me a little bit more of a wider base and sort yeah, of help to not roll around as they much. They do, but look at the shoe. It's a completely flat sole shoe. Mm. What you were wearing before had a slightly raised heel. What an Olympic weightlifting shoe has has a slightly raised heel. Your shoes before were fatter in the heel than they were in the forefoot. I think so, you've yes. You've got a slope coming down. When you've got a slope coming down, your heel's raised. When yeah. your heel's raised, your calf is shorter. Yeah. It shortens your calf. It's like wearing high heels. Yeah, I was going to say, it's sort of similar, isn't it? Tragic. Yeah. Absolutely yeah. tragic wearing high heels. Yeah. You wonder why you get back problems from it. What you've got now is these gay Reebok Nano shoes. Yeah. And they're flat. They're super flat. That's the only part of them that's cool. Yeah. But, oh, your color's awesome Pink, as well. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's, to be honest with you, that's why I, listen, there's nothing against the Reebok Nanos. If you've got a set, guys, that's all good. There's a few in the class as well. I'm not yeah, the only one. Yeah. There are a few that have got them. They're, they're a flat sole shoe. They're a great flat sole shoe. Yeah. And that's why you're moving a lot better in them. So that's ah. kind of answered the question on Olympic weightlifting shoes from, from, I'm not going to call you a novice, but from someone no. who just bought them because they look nice and they kind of... And I need a new pair of shoes. And you need so. a new pair of yeah. shoes. You know, yeah. you've done yourself a favour. Jumping on, I want to improve my one rep max deadlift. I saw you recently smash more than 250. It wasn't 250, it was 242. Uh, oh. <laughs> oh, I wouldn't. Oh, you're a good person, Marcus. Yeah. <laughs> um, without doing deadlifts for some time, a squats, squats and squats the answer. Yeah, this was an experiment. I don't deadlift very often. I don't go to one rep max deadlift only sort of every four to five months why why is that i just i just found it hurt my back a lot and the same thing you might not have noticed but a lot of people have noticed in our class programming as well 
we don't program high reps or high weight uh, deadlifts very often. Mm. Why? Because we're just seeing too many injuries from it. Repetitive, heavy deadlifts is just killing people's backs. Okay. We teach people good form. People have good form. On 70%, they can have good form. On 80%, they can have good form. We let them go up to 100% too often. They We get back issues. Huh. We have too high repetitions at 80%. Too, too often we get back issues so I don't really deadlift that much it's something that I've that I've always been quite strong at one of the ways that you can actually tell generally well, this is what someone told me a few few weeks ago and I kind of can see it the length of your arms actually helps a lot in deadlifts so if your hands are sort of coming right down towards your your knees and people start people you'll start looking at people differently when you look at these funny yeah, things. Good like, look here. It's, it, it is weird but you know there's no gorillas we've not got hands dragging along the floor but there is a difference people mechanically are set up a bit differently some people are set true. up well to deadlift ah, okay i've kind of been lucky I've, I've loved deadlifts i've always been reasonably good at them um that 242 is is my pr but people lift a lot more than that i'm not a complete monster how do i how do you get stronger at it i i get stronger at it by not doing it often and, and, and this is working against, on other just working on other stuff okay. and, and that's what paul says a squat squat squat's the answer listen i want my legs to be stronger my legs blow the weight up my upper body is getting stronger and, and that's you know that's something that i work on all the time so i believe that squats there's a big answer in squats what are you what muscles are you using when you do a deadlift you want to fire all the muscles in your legs to mm. push it up and then extend with your upper body so is squats going to benefit? Yeah, of course it is. And if you're not getting that pain that I was getting in my lower back by doing re- re- repetitive deadlifts, yeah. then that's great. Okay. So, yeah, I, I I would suggest that people, you know, if, if you are, and, and this is my, I speak a lot about if you want to get good at something, do it often. If you can do that with deadlift, then do do that with deadlift. But it, it really blows your central nervous system quite hard. If you are having pain, which I was, then you have to make an alternative. So that, that's really all I've done. And uh, the final portion of Paul's question was getting out of the hole at the bottom of a heavy squat. Yeah, and this is really common. I, I don't know if everyone's familiar with this sort of hole. You go down and, and you're in a hole and you, you can't get back up. And so you, you're stuck in You're stuck at the, the bottom. With, yeah. Okay, with yeah. the weight rack? With the weight, with the weight across your back and, and you, you're in trouble. Now... There's a few ways that you can fix this. Again, without seeing what mess people get into, let's presume that your your setup's good, the weight's heavy, that's okay. One of the biggest problems is people's breathing. People are not breathing properly. I can totally relate to this. When we were doing bench press the other day, yeah. and I did get distracted by a pigeon on the roof because there's a clear roof where we. <laughs> but but the other thing was was um, I was I was there and I didn't get my breathing right yeah. and and it, it one of the biggest yeah. one 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 of the biggest issues one of the biggest reasons why people cannot get up from the bottom. Another thing, and this is really interesting, and. Uh, I heard this on a powerlifting course that I was on recently. The guy said who AJ was sort of world champion. We spoke about him on a previous podcast, I believe. And he was super strong. Now, he was lifting a lot. Now, in his sport, the to, to do a squat, which in every sport, and he drew a funny uh, diagram, which I might draw and might put in the show notes. I might not if I forget or don't have time. <laughs> but I'll post it on my Instagram soon. Parallel... 90 degrees means 90 degrees. So you have to bend down, and I'm doing this with my hands so you understand, and viewers, uh, listeners, I'm sorry, you're not viewers. And you bend down, 
And to go below 90 is just about there. So you drop almost like you're sitting in an invisible so you're, seat. You're, you're in an invisible seat. You're parallel. And, and the standards in squatting is break 90, go below parallel. Yeah. Now, yeah. below parallel is there. Below parallel is not here. Now I've got my hands at a 45 degree angle. When you're right down into when a baby you're squat. Right down, exactly. Okay. The baby squat or the Afghan squat or whatever, we, whatever people can relate to. So my question is sometimes to people, ask the grass squat. I had one coach who said, if you're not covering your calves with your hamstrings, it's not a squat. Okay. So it depends. You, you know, if you want a one rep max squat, if you want a heavy squat, you, you, to make it a squat, you have to break parallel, have to break 90. So do that. Don't go down so that you're at 45. So that the angle between your, your femur, your upper leg, and your lower leg is 45 degrees. It just needs to be below 90. And that's when, an interesting concept. <laughs> well, that's this is the problem that I'm seeing with a lot of people. Yeah. Like, and for me, if if I'm testing someone's one rep max, I want them to break parallel. Once they've broken parallel, they can stand up. Huh, like okay. that's fine for me. Okay. If I'm asking them to set a one rep max, and this is the difference, if we're asking them to set a one rep max, ask to grass then yeah for sure i want to see your hamstrings cover your calves i want you to go down into that position so within a squat we should actually have different different types of squats (laughs) very big very big subject yeah we we if we're testing someone's back squat they need to break parallel they need to break 90 degrees Mm. it's from powerlifting the in crossfit they say break parallel break 90 degrees that's what you've got to do we don't need to go down to 45 degrees what that will do back to the question is will help you to get out of that hole deep breath at the top go down break your parallel some people need someone to tell them in some gyms there's mirrors in some Mm -hmm. gyms there there aren't know what it is and blow out and get back up that, we go, Paul. That, 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 that's that's it. Yep. You know, that's how that's really how we get out of it. But just be a little bit careful. And but that, let me understand. Let, let me tell you, you're not limiting a squat. If your squat is ass to grass, your squat is ass to grass, and you will get stronger at that. And that hole will will disappear if you're breathing properly as well. And as you get stronger down there. However, if you always squat to parallel or just below, and then on your heavy squat you go so you're you're at you've got that 45 degree angle before your upper leg and uh, between your upper leg and lower leg then you're probably going to be in trouble okay so okay hopefully that helps paul and paul thank you very much for saying hi to anna she was absolutely chuffed with that thank you thank you paul uh moving on to our next question then hi inner fight team i'm going to include myself in that yeah there that's two in a row <laughs> appreciate your efforts in putting up a wonderful training i have been a month into inner fight training i have a query regarding exercise rowing i see a lot of rowing in the daily training unfortunately my gym doesn't have a rowing machine could you suggest an alternative cheers from nadim I don't know where you live, so I can't suggest an alternative gym, but we could uh, we <laughs> uh-huh. could use it. <laughs> Someone like it's it's hard recording and 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 not having a crowd to laugh at you. At least charity laughs. So thanks for that one. Um, the what's yeah. the alternative? Yeah, now she's clapping. Sorry, <laughs> go ahead. patronising. <laughs> the there's an alternative, of course. There's an alternative for everything. We've we've suggested using double unders. We've suggested running, rowing. Concept two, only concept two. I don't care about other rowing machines. I didn't even know other rowing machines existed. There aren't. It's just something else. It's just really something else. They're great machines. They're not cheap. They're about $1,500 if you want to buy one or $1,200 if you want to buy one. If your gym doesn't have one, you could use something like double unders. I've not found 
uh, exercise or a machine that punches me as hard as this guy. That's... For me, that's the bottom line. I'm trying to think about it in terms of movement, and you could get a rowing movement going, but in terms of the cardiovascular sort of side of it... it, uh... I've thought a lot. I'm going to save you all the thinking. We've thought a lot. We've tested different things. We use it. Why do we use it so often? Because it's just awesome. Okay. So I'm real sorry, Nadim. I don't have a massive solution for you on that, except get another gym. If you can't get another gym, ask the gym owner to get a rowing machine I like that thought yeah why not you yeah. know it's and, and if the gym owner won't get a rowing machine and you can afford to get one yourself get one yourself because they're, they're great machines I know a lot of people have got them in their houses and they're, they're an investment but they, these things go and they're really low maintenance chip in with some buddies yeah exactly yeah. two or three of, and you can you can get it but a, a strict alternative very diff- difficult you know bike airdyne like there's there's loads of things that are going to smoke you but rowing's rowing yeah okay perfect Nadine let us know how you get on with that moving on to our briefest question I think we've ever <laughs> I, had I've never had one this short I, I think I've had one help me oh really <laughs> that was it oh. the, someone someone went through our contact over on the site and just goes just wrote help me did you reach out to them and yeah of course oh, yeah I, and, and that's one thing that we do all of the, all of these uh, emails no matter you know listen if you're trying to waste our time and you're trying to get free information we can normally we can normally sense that yes. and, and please don't do that we, we, there's a lot of information on the site there's over 600 blog posts on our, on innerfight.com you've that, been busy that's, you? that's a, yeah well, we've been going a long time <laughs> there's um you know that's there, there's a lot of information out there so and you know a lot of people, sadly, that do send long stuff in are just too lazy. And, and I'll be honest, I, I'm honest when I reply back with them. If there's stuff on the site, I'll just direct them to it. But, yeah. you know, no question. The point is that we answer every single question, even if it's coming on the podcast. We'll, we'll tell them that it's coming on the podcast. So anything that you want. But this is, this is particularly short. This is maybe the second or third shortest one we've ever had. This is from Cornell, who writes, need to build my physique for career growth. <laughs> End of question. That's it. I mean, it, it's a statement. <laughs> he doesn't. Yeah. He doesn't even give us a question mark, which is cool. This is this is so true, and I included this one in this week's show because it's not. Listen, I don't have an answer for this guy. I need to be like. Is I, it? Is he perhaps a lawyer or it, a high flying uh, stock sort of guy? I'm thinking suits is, here. Or, like, is, or is he a street cleaner? Like I, I just don't know. But what what I'm saying here is, and this is why I've included it. My message is clear. Every single person that listens to the show, doesn't listen to the show, works out, doesn't work out, needs to build their physique for their career growth. If you're physically fit, you're going to be 10 times more successful in life. I totally agree with that. Hands down. Hands down. You cannot argue. Physical capacity, physical performance is the basis of all performance in life. It sits at the bottom of a high performance pyramid, which then goes on to emotional, spiritual, and mental capacities. But physical fitness is at the bottom. So that's why this is a really great question stroke statement. And yes, you do need to build your physique for career growth. You, you got your imagination moving. I was going in the other direction. I thought this guy wants to be a model of some description. Ah, okay. I was thinking sort of in terms of um, how he would be perceived or by potential perceived. clients or, or other colleagues and but things it, like it, that. Let's jump on that quickly. Perception. If someone's fit and healthy, their energy levels are going to be a lot higher. What's the perception of the, of the people going to be? 
wow, I want to I want to be in this guy's presence. I yeah. want to work with him. If you're a sales guy, if you're a lawyer, if you're a CEO, if you're a finance guy. Even basic, um, you know, like um, mate attraction. Yeah. You know, you want to be with someone who uh, who looks like uh, they can physically reproduce. Yeah, uh, yeah. who can? Yeah, and this this is the thing. This is the whole thing. So if you're if you're physically fit, your your chances of success in not only in your career, but and this is my problem as well. People are so career focused and mm-hmm. I know it pays the bills and puts a, a roof over our head, but sometimes think about all different areas of your life. Being fit and the benefits of being fit will will pass over into those areas. Family life. Your children are young now and you can run rings around them. I know that. But someday they're going to be 14, 16 and 18 and they're going to whip you. What age are you going to allow your children to start whipping you at? That's interesting. You know, do you hang your boots up when, when, when they're 18 and say, okay, he's 18 now, he should be able to beat me at all these sports? Or do you make a pledge and say, no, you know what? I'm going to be 55, he's going to be 18, I'm going to still give him a red-hot game of tennis. Okay, yeah. So physique and building your physique, career growth, everything, that's an awesome question. Hopefully, Cornell, you've understood. And, and if you want more ask for more and if you're pushing the line over we'll tell you yeah let us know thanks for that Cornell uh, moving on to our final question of the oh, podcast there we go we're almost at 45 minutes gone yeah. uh, d- hey Marcus well, that's alright I'm going to say hey Marcus and Anna that's alright Thomas <laughs> it's been a while since our last correspondence so I hope this one finds you well I've got a bunch of stuff to pack into this email but first things first let's start off with a potential question for the podcast for about a month I've been doing my Innerfight trainings about an hour after I wake up in the morning. I've noticed that my body isn't as limber as when I exercise later in the day, particularly on movements like clean and press and lateral squats. Any suggestion on full body warm-ups? Thomas. I actually uh, have written two posts recently which really answer this um, or really give some thoughts about this. The first bit is I wrote a post about five reasons why you should work out in the morning. What we're finding here is that Thomas isn't as limber when he works out in the morning. It takes a little bit of time. It takes a little bit of time for your body to warm up. Mm -hmm. I see this with quite a few people. People are not able to early morning lift as much they're not able to they just they've been laid in bed all night yeah yeah kind of back might have stiffened up overnight yeah we've got we've definitely got some issues here there are a load of benefits of of working out in the morning there are a few negative things i might write a blog post five reasons why you shouldn't work out in the morning which would be totally different they won't be contradicting why you should but they'll be totally different and there's different reasons now it's important that we see what we can do about it any suggestions on the full body warm-ups this is the second blog post i want to go to and what we started off in in the news updates earlier talking about primal movement yes okay yeah this stuff and you can check out the blog post which i'll put a link to freeing your inner movement you will get loads of different ideas there and as i said we're going to put all this together but that is probably the best total body warm-up it activates so much of the neurological system, so much of your central nervous system. It turns different muscles on. It gets you ready. I can, and this is the cool thing as well. You can see when you're doing a primal movement warm up if someone's body is firing and if it's working properly. Mm. If it is, you can advance to the next to the, to the next movement, or you know you can get through your warm ups sometimes a lot quicker. I'll be honest. However, if things aren't working very well, again, there's certain markers. You need to get with a coach to see this, a primal movement coach, but they'll be able to see if your body is firing or not. I know what I'm looking for, so I can see what's happening in my body. 
If it needs it, I'll take a lot more time to warm up. If my warm up takes half an hour one day, it takes half an hour. Interesting. If, okay. So it's kind of like this is the biggest problem is that we see. Obviously, people have an hour a day, hopefully, to do their physical exercise. And they kind of, they want to get to, let's call it the fun stuff, the strength, the conditioning, get the abs done. And that could take 50 minutes. So they've got 10 minutes for their warm up. Now, what people will say is, if they, if then people will not backtrack. People will not say, okay, I'm not warm after 10 minutes. I'll do another five minutes and I'll cut something out of my workout. People yeah. will say, mm-hmm. okay, 10 minute warm ups up, but hey, you're not warm. Yeah. You know, so why don't you take a little bit longer? And because if you're not warm, are you going to get maximal benefits from your strength? Are you going to get maximal benefits from your conditioning? So that would be that would be how I would look at it. If it's taking a little bit longer in the morning, you want to get it done in the morning for a lot of the reasons. And a lot of the reasons what I wrote in Five Reasons Why You Should Work Out in the Morning in that post was a lot to do with motivation and getting it out of the way. You know, get, okay. it, get yeah. it done. You'll be ready for the day a lot more. You <laughs> Working out in the morning keeps you... Uh, inside at night as well. That, that was one of the things that I, that, that I put in there. And for a lot of people, it kind of clears the mind as well. You know, you go, you get your workout, you've got a clear mind, you're ready to rock and roll for the day. Yeah. But it's no point in doing it if you're not getting the results that you want. So Yeah, so that's an interesting thing that maybe Thomas needs to look at. Yeah, yeah. It, it, exactly. But as well, I, I would really say that if you if you feel that you're not warm by the time you've finished your warm-up, then your warm-up's not finished. Keep keep going on it. Put a few more moves in there. And, you know, this is something you can really do when you're training on your own or just with one or two training partners. If you're not ready, just don't jump into the warm-up. You know, would you... would. Do you, do you do that in life in different areas? If you're not warmed up and you don't feel right, do you just jump into it because you've got a predetermined routine to follow? Yeah, yeah. So that, that would really be my, my suggestion. Check out that uh, blog post as well, Freeing Your Inner Movement. Check out the Primal Move stuff. Um, but generally, when you've, when you've been asleep for a number of hours, first get up first thing in the morning, you're not going to be as free and limber as, as you are later in the day. But there is also, and this is something to consider, there's also a flip side to it as well. Okay. People that sit in offices, yeah. they're going to feel trash at the end of the day. Because when you're in your bed, you're laid down, you're flat, everything's okay. When you're in an office chair, you're in a terrible position and a lot of the time you're sleeping slipping down slipping down slipping down and you know you laid at your desk i've, I've seen it too yeah. often your shoulders are coming in you you're, you're in a trashy position so he then, says the, adjusting his yeah as, as i adjust my posture and pull my shoulders back and do all that good stuff so that that's a little bit of a consideration as well if you're having success later in the day jump on it but if you're sat in an office, you might feel bad as well. What about just a flip side? If Thomas, for example, um, can't move his workouts and they've got to stay till the morning, yeah. would doing something after he's finished his day's work and come and come home, something like a, a I don't know, TP roller? Uh, or uh, yeah, I, I, yes. Yes, it definitely would. You know, should you do some trigger point at night, would that benefit you? Well, of course it would, you know. Mm. Can you benefit yourself during the day? And we've spoken before, and I spoke. I speak a lot with James because these are the questions that we get a lot on the yeah. radio show about people in the office. There's stuff you can be doing throughout the day in the office, moving around every half an hour, walking up and down the stairs, doing some squats, getting mobile. That stuff's really important. And you can test. And I'm not saying that that little routine that I spoke about every 40 minutes is going to free you, mm-hmm. but you can test and do some proper qualitative testing. How do you feel at the end of the day of no movement? How do you feel at the end of the day of moving every 40 minutes? I can guarantee you, you'll feel better.
Okay. So yeah, there, there are certain things you can do. And, and then if you have a little bit of time in the evening, uh, foam roller, trigger point, therapy kit, any kind of mobility kit, or follow a primal move wor- wor- workout. Okay. Get, get one involved. on YouTube, get involved, or you know, do something like yoga. Just move your body. Okay. So hopefully that helps you, Thomas. Let us know, Thomas. And if you've got a question as well that you want to have included on the next Innerfight podcast, let us know. Winning at innerfight.com. Absolutely. We'll answer them all. As we said, if they're addressed to Anna, we'll definitely answer them first. <laughs> I have priority, that's for sure. Podcast 76, <laughs> done for another week. Thanks a lot, guys. <laughs> have a great week. Cheers. Thanks so much for listening. Email your questions through to winning at innerfight.com right now. We'll tell you how you can get most out of your body and the most out of your life. In the meantime, check out innerfight.com.